Hello, welcome everybody back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books for Wednesday, July 12th. My name is Chris, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Daniel. Yes, hello, we are back in your ears once again. Thanks again for joining us today. We are uh, deep in the summer now. Oh, yeah. um, summer League has started. Summer League. Yes. Of, is, cor- of course, you know what I'm talking about. Summer League. Summer League. Um, I know what that is. How? <laughs> okay. That's where the the Disney Channel stars play sports. Uh-huh. Is that what Summer League is? Sure. <laughs> um, how? Just right off the bat, first impressions of the debut of the number one pick. How how did you feel about him? Number one pick. <laughs> Him, right? Uh, I felt like I'd be surprised if you know what sport I'm, I'm talking about. I'm honestly saying like take it or leave it. <laughs> You're not impressed. I'm like, uh, there's there's a number one pick. There's a lot of picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a lot, but he's. I mean, there's a lot of talk of him being like the biggest prospect since. Like, who's to say number one, right? Like, well, the team all, that picked him, it's all said a matter, he was number one. Yeah, I guess so. But it's like the next team, the second team, that's their number one because it's this, this their pick. Number right? one overall. Overall. Over, yeah. So there's a lot of factors in this. But right? I mean, everyone in the league agreed he's the number one overall pick. No one else would pick anyone above him. Do they factor in like personality? How nice are they? I bet they do. To their friends. I bet they do. And I think he's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice guy. Okay. If he's a nice guy, he's got yeah. my pick too. <laughs> What sport am I talking about? You're talking about cricket. Is it cricket? <laughs> no, I'm talking uh, about basketball. You know what I learned? Those cricket. Um, it's like Who's the about most watched sport. Really? Yeah, is that crazy? I never not really. football. It's not in in the whole world. Not yeah, not, not soccer. Foot, not yeah, soccer. Foot, football. About football. It's not. No, I don't believe that. Like the one, like the championship of each thing. I think like the World Cup, the soccer one is like yeah. third. I think what? Yeah, I forgot what the second one was, but the first one is cricket. No, because I, I I would totally believe that um because the u.s doesn't really watch soccer as much right but we for sure do not watch cricket at all <laughs> we don't play it <laughs> we don't have cricket pitches what is the thing what do they play on is it uh, a field i don't know is is it just it could be any surface really <laughs> i i it's hard for me to believe it's not soccer uh, yeah it's tr- it's a truth i don't i still don't believe you you don't have to <laughs> Summer League is like the basketball season for the new players so that they can be ready by the time the se- the real season starts. Is it like summer versus winter Olympics? Like no. there's one where there's basketball <laughs> in the cold outside no. and you know the ones that's on the beach? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Could you imagine playing basketball on the beach? <laughs> Bouncing the ball? Yeah, they play volleyball on the beach. Same thing. Um, the Summer League is played in Vegas. Wait, what? Yeah. Is there betting involved? Like, Yeah, I'm sure there is. Wow! Like on the on, uh, there's on betting the, involved in regular season on the court. You've been on any game, but are they like on the court? Like I'll take your no, no. picks right now. Uh, it's I I think it's inside that new arena in Vegas. Oh, the big uh, ball. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen that thing? It's unbelievable. It's it's a sight to see. It's I want to see it in real life. I almost think I'd go blind like looking at it. It is what like the different pictures they have on yeah. it, like like a basketball. Yeah. Right. What the eyeball. The eyeball. Um. The moon. There's just like weird waves going. Yeah. I'm sure everyone's seen it already, right? What we're talking about. It's like a big globe sphere light up LED light thing. It's remarkable. You know, um, Epcot, the spaceship Earth? Yeah, the big golf ball. Yeah. It's will. three times bigger than that. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it is actually like way bigger than I thought. I, I thought it's like, I don't know, parking garage size. No, it's an arena. It's an arena? Yeah. Wow. Because you don't see people walking into it yet, right? It's not open. I don't know how you get in. <laughs> Is it underground? You have to go underground. It's a techno drone. <laughs> you know what that is? It's for fucking uh, Ninja Turtles. 
<laughs> Only what mutant animals are allowed in? Uh, yeah, in the foot. The foot. Does it move? Does it crawl away? Do you see someone riding it in Ninja Turtle? I think it's almost reason enough to go to Vegas. Does it see it once? I do want to see it. Yeah. It, it, well, I was saying, like the people that live around the area or uh-huh. just like have to drive past it for work or whatever. Like it's got to be like blinding. Like I bet it's gonna cause accidents. Well, first I don't think you could see it during the day. Maybe. Oh, it's off. I, I watch. It's LED lights, right? Can you see that during sunlight? Like mm. Vegas gets really bright. It's like the desert. There's that factor. Okay. Okay. So it's just like if it, if it is bright outside, you can barely yeah. tell the difference. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. All right. I mean, yeah, that, that, that might be it. But it's just like seeing from the pictures of it's always at night what yeah. I've seen online. Right. It and looks it just looks probably at night. It looks blind. Uh, yeah. It must cool. have been distracting. But could you imagine? Because they're going to have like concerts there. Could you imagine when they have a concert and it's like that person's just like face on it? <laughs> just rotating like yeah. a bunch of their faces. Right. It's like bopping around the screen like, you know, those DVD symbols <laughs> busting around. It's just what you're going to see a picture of Madonna, just her head floating around. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Madonna's selling out that place. But- <laughs> Brittany? <laughs> I just I it's one of those things like I really want to see it. when it's a ninth one of the world is that what yeah because Vegas already had some pretty amazing things like the Luxor pyramid it used yeah. to shine a light and you could see that from space it doesn't anymore well it does but that's not impressive anymore I see okay it's just not a big deal anymore yeah and they not have like, NBD they have uh, the stratosphere I think everywhere has a stratosphere what's what's the, that the tower that has like a roller coaster that goes off the side okay okay yeah I do want to try that once because it looks like you go off the side of the, of the, of building. the building is yeah. that right that's the one yeah yeah but this thing it's like i couldn't even imagine this thing to be real like the photos look not real it almost thinks i think like it's like it's so bright on the outside is it gonna be hot inside it looks like there's no windows you don't have windows you know <laughs> oh, but, uh, windows. i guess it's vegas you don't want windows right it's hot outside too i don't know how it works mm. but i do want to see it i think it's like i can't believe it until i see it yeah and um you're gonna marvel on it there's gonna be more sports teams moving to vegas i heard um was it the a's yeah they're moving there right right are they gonna play in that I arena i don't think they play no because can you play baseball inside you can right no. oh I, I don't think you should okay um but i think they're gonna build their own stadium um but do you know what I, I was talking earlier about the number one pick do you know who i'm talking about number one pick i think you were watching basketball earlier i'm sure you've heard his name was it that Wemby guy what what's his full name daniel Wemby. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> it's tra- not Daniel. <laughs> uh, what's his name? It's Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> okay. That sounds like a man. You're close. Name. You're close. Victor. Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> My name is Victor Wembanyama. He's. They're saying he's the biggest prospect since LeBron. Maybe bigger than LeBron. He is like seven three or seven four. Seven. Well, okay. How much longevity does he have? How he's very long. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it? Who's it? T- like one of the taller players now, like uh, Durant, Kevin Durant. How how tall is he? Seven like three also. Seven probably. So this guy's even taller than, and he's not even done growing. I think he's done growing. <laughs> well, he might not be done like getting bigger, like muscular. Buffer. Yeah, yeah. Because when Giannis joined the league, he was like a broomstick. Oh really? Is he uh, big he's now? Big now, yeah. And he's good. Uh, lo- yes, he's good. A lot of euros. He's eating. What's he eating? A lot of <laughs> yogurt, right? <laughs> I forgot what it was. Yeah. A lot of protein and yogurt. You know when he? I think it was like a smoothie when he first had a smoothie ever. For, oh, ever? Yeah, yeah. Because when he joined the NBA and moved to America, right? He tweeted something like, "Just had my first smoothie. Like God bless America." <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I mean, that's the way to do it. Get the best players from other countries. Other countries' players, like if you took the top five international players yeah. and took our top five, they, they're probably better. They're better? Yeah. But they're, I mean, they're playing in NBA teams now, right? Yeah. Where you're saying like international folk. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that are not American took the five best. Currently. Yeah, well, that are from the NBA now. They're probably better than our, our top five American players. It's just they come from different countries, so they're not going to win the Olympics when they actually play. I mean, they're playing- Yeah, because different... like one from every country. Right, right. They're Voltroning. If they Voltron together, that was allowed right. against America. If the, the Olympics big, was bad. like America versus the rest of the world, yeah, America would probably lose. Hmm, okay, okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it first. Number one pick, Daniel Webbin. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, well, that's enough sports talk. Why don't we explain how the show works? Here at Read a Copy Podcast, we split up the three bits. First up, we'll run out of the comic book news that came in this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book, and today we're talking about Upgrade Soul. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories, where it's like we talk about what we've been watching, reading, and entertainment we've enjoyed this week. All right, let's um, dribble into the news. <laughs> Deadpool 3 is in production. It is, yeah. We've seen set photos already. Yeah, his um, suit looks redder. Oh, that's, I, a, that's a big news. Redder suit. I, I don't know if that's like a Disney thing. They're like, make a suit redder. It sounds like the opposite of Disney would do because like MCU is so muted. If you think about it. I think lately though, they've they've overcorrected that. Yeah. Okay. With like Guardian stuff and Thor stuff. Oh, Thor for sure. Yeah. 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 Going on the opposite end. But it looks like this movie is going to be somewhat of like a swan song to the Fox Marvel movies. Okay, right. There's already going to be Hugh Jackman in it. Of course, returning as Logan. I know like um, his past director um, was like, I wish they would have done away with it. Let's like, let it go. Right? Yeah, Mangled. but then Hugh, Hugh Jackman was like, money. M- but money though. <laughs> money, please. <laughs> um, th- we were talking about rumors that more X-Men characters would appear, like Halle Berry. Right, Halle Berry, Famke Jenkins. Yeah. Um, James Marsden. James Marsden, our favorite. Yeah. Um, now there's more rumors, and I think one of them is like confirmed by the Hollywood Reporter. Jennifer Garner is coming back to play Elektra in it. Okay, everyone wanted this, right? Uh, I couldn't wait. Like when I got this, I was like, "Wow, that is huge!" Right? I never thought she'd come back. <laughs> I mean, Disney bought Fox, right? Yes. Could this happen? Everyone's wondering. Well, wait, it, Jennifer Garner's got open free time. She can do a role. I think what it's just going to be a short scene. I don't think it's like a big part of the roster or anything. Yeah. I think she's going to just appear and look at Deadpool and be like, what's in your wallet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't remember the last role Jennifer Garner is done. Done. <laughs> where she's not like a, a mother character to like the main character's a kid or something. I, yeah, Can you? She kind of like disappeared from Hollywood a little bit. I think she's just doing roles that no one was looking out for. I think she is in Hollywood, but like just really? nobody's watching those movies. No, I, th- I think the family. I think when she married Ben Affleck, she slowed down. Slowed down for sure. Yeah. And then now that they're not together, she's like, well, I'm open up to do more movies. Okay. Only movies Ben Affleck <laughs> is doing. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently Ben Affleck's also in it. Yeah. He's going to play Daredevil, I guess. Returning is that. You already mentioned this. Like, there's rumors yeah. of that. But I'm like, that would be interesting, though. Really? Put them in a scene together on a seesaw. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, that would be funny. That would be a funny Deadpool joke. Just see yeah. them walk across like a playground. Like they need to poke fun at themselves, right? They need mm-hmm. to. I, it's so weird to have them like work together. I don't think so. I think they're good friends still. You think so? Yeah, I think that totally. Didn't she cheat? Is that did did he cheat on her? No, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think that's it. I think they just broke up, but are like, you know, live different lives now. She wants more regular stuff, I think. And he wants more spice? Yeah. <laughs> In life. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he. They were, I remember they broke up, and I think he was dating um, Ana de Armas for a while. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when younger. <laughs> yeah. But I think now he, he's back with like J-Lo, right? Or is that, yeah. is that broken off already? I don't know, but I, I know they were like back together for a while. I think they're still together. I think they are too. And I was wondering who could J-Lo play in a Marvel Ooh. movie and maybe around like Dare, Daredevil, Sphere, Electra Sphere yeah. of things. Give me a name. I was, well, like who's got the booty? <laughs> I was thinking maybe Madame Mask, right? Okay. You, you can't see her face. So it's like all the acting is going to be in the booty. <laughs> What if like Jennifer Garner started dating like Diddy? What? Where did that go? Is it? Oh, because <laughs> J Lo dated in... Diddy. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Sean Puff Daddy Combs already got a superhero. On. <laughs> Puff Daddy. <laughs> I mean, Jennifer Garner coming back. Are, did you really? Is this gonna excite no. you when it when the scene happens? No. No. Well, I mean, I also Ben Affleck too was like no. Yeah, I'm, I felt the same so thing. I'm not bagging on Jennifer Garner. I think their movies were not that good. Yeah. Have you seen Electra? Yeah. The single movie. Yes. Was it very? I mean, is it better than or worse than Daredevil? Was it just like passable or I don't even remember. I remember some scenes from it. Just the- uh, I don't like either of them. And strangely enough, if I had to watch another one, I'd probably watch Elektra. Me too. I remember the scene where there's like the samurai guy with tattoos. Yes. I thought that was a super cool idea. Like fun, you know, 90s action, wicked, cool yeah. thing. I forgot because he, he's part of a team and I forgot oh. everyone else's powers in that team. I don't even remember. I mean, was there even any story to it? I know she's protecting a young girl. And that young girl is almost like her, like she's like the next ninja or something like that. Like trained by the the hand? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds kind of cool. But I mean, yeah, I can't get too excited about it. I, I, I liked the electric character in the Daredevil TV show. I, I wish sure. it would come back. But I mean, it sounds like not a lot of those characters are coming back for Born Again. Yeah. You know, not even like the regular cast. Yeah. So I, I doubt we're going to see her, that actress play that role again. Um. What about uh Colin Farrell? Oh, Colin Farrell is bullseye he, he won't shy away from a superhero thing anymore you know comic book thing with him playing penguin now uh do you think he would try to redeem himself and make it more serious make it more serious i or think that'd be kind of go cool. what, what he did was a little over the top i don't think he would do the same thing over again if that's what you're asking <laughs> i think he could do like the more demented you know like serial killer almost yeah uh bullseye character i think he could pull that off today he, yeah. he's grown so much as an actor i think just at that time comic book movies were supposed to that's what everyone thought it should be kind of silly kind of ridiculous you couldn't think of anything else yeah this is you know before it was before like batman begins and stuff like that yeah for sure more serious takes do you think it's before spider-man uh with sam raimi toby mcguire no it's after spider-man yeah but i mean spider-man's kind of silly some parts some parts yeah uh i guess this was backing off that wave, that smaller wave at the time you know Uh um but yeah he that that colin farrell he's like talked about how he's he was just like drunk all the time when he was younger like that when yes. he's just like a he's just a pretty face it's just like i don't even have to act that well yeah and he grew into it yeah he's definitely a better actor now. maybe ben affleck figured that out <laughs> Maybe he did it the opposite way. I think that's actually true. <laughs> oh, crap. Well, she's confirmed in, which is weird because all the other ones are just rumors. Yeah. And I don't know why they would like confirm that Jennifer Gardner is the one that's in it. Jennifer Gardner, that one specifically. Yeah. She's the one that's for sure free. <laughs> I 
got nothing to do. Um, but there's more rumors. That's true. A fan favorite Gambit is rumored to be in it. And though he's never played it on screen, he the, the Gambit movie starring Channing Tatum was like floating around forever. I mean, Channing Tatum reprising his role possibly in a, or starring his role yeah, really. Not ever, in a, never done it. In DP3 for Deadpool. Um, I, I, This is almost stings a bit. Like, would you want it just a little cameo when you, he fought so hard for this role. It sounds like he was trying to be what Ryan Reynolds was doing with Deadpool. Yeah. I would say yes, because it's not going to happen. You're oh. not going to get your own movie. Oh, your own movie. Okay. Yeah. So just either do this and um, I'll say this. If he does an amazing job for some reason, they might yeah. include him in. But I, I, it's like, I highly doubt it. And if you don't do it now, you're never going to do it. What if this is like the the one? He gets like, let's say, a little bit longer of a scene than Jennifer Gardner and Ben Affleck and he can land the role. Do you really see the possibility of him playing the role moving forward? No. no. In MCU? Uh, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Maybe, what about returning like Secret Wars in the side dimension that he's in? Uh, you know, I can't wait till this thing is over. But sure, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do think when the MCU introduces their version of X Men characters, right, it will not be the Fox actors. None of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the best move. I mean, we're already taking uh, Deadpool here, right? Yeah. But I guess it's not really X Men. Um. Yeah. Channing Tatum. He's funny. Maybe he could, they could do something funny with this, right? Sure. Because we've learned that since maybe he's been fighting for this role. I think like um, when Ragnarok came out, everyone realized, oh, Chris Hemsworth is actually pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe Channing Tatum was a little upset that he was like, <laughs> hey, I'm an action star that's also funny. How come no one said that about me? Right. Because <laughs> like he's really funny like 21 Jump Street. He's hilarious in that. Yeah. The world learned it, that he's funny, right? Yeah. And I mean, Marvel movies are kind of on the funny side if you think about all of the superhero movies there are. Yes. So, at Deadpool's, it's gonna be a funny movie. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe it, it could work out. It would be actually a good role for him. But it's also like, is is Deadpool three? Are we done with this like extra funny shtick? Like they're gonna, they already did his uh, Green Lantern, old Deadpool funny jokes, and they're doing the same thing. We're gonna do this with these other characters. I think, I think it's not done, and I think audiences are not tired of it yet. You think we need it with, with all these characters? I think they know how to do it properly. Oh, whereas like Thor four didn't. <laughs> What are we doing those characters? Yeah. Um I this is this is the big time for, for Ryan Reynolds. Like I'm getting upgrades to the MCU, yeah. you know, in a way. So it's also I think he's like playing his cards, like he's using his cards, getting in a favor is getting Chang Tatum in here. Sure. Yeah. You know, pulling the power a little the, the some of the power he has to pull these funny jokes. Do you think there's gonna be any more that like we have no rumor of yet? Like, because I know he's he's friends with a lot of people in Hollywood. Yeah, he's a likable guy. Um do you wanna see Nick Cage do you like a Ghost Rider thing that would be cool you want that yeah I would say do it because I mean he's older side but then you, he, he, it was kind of I've seen some clips recently of, I think the CG was kind of fun like it's for there was that part of it, it's cool the story's not there but yeah but I mean like well when he's Ghost Rider yeah it doesn't have to be him that's true you really just need him for the transformation scenes or here's whatever. what it is Deadpool is in the middle of this thing and he sees different dimension worlds right and then one <laughs> yeah like a, I the like X-Men this. world. All right. And then one is like the Daredevil in the lecture world. And then one is you just see Nick Cage <laughs> or he's Ghost Rider. Oh, I thought you were saying just a Nick Cage world. <laughs> Everyone is Nick Cage. Everyone is Nick Cage. 
all of his characters, right? Yeah, Conair, uh, Conair, Stranger Than Fiction. Yep, all of them. That? What's, <laughs> the, what's the new one where he's a vampire? Renfield. Yeah, he plays but, Dracula. He oh, plays Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> all right. I like this. I like this. Yeah. I'm, I'm making fun of the Flash movie. I know you are. <laughs> are you kidding me? You have to explain it. Uh, and, is there any others? Any others left over? Do well, we- the, the ones that Fox specifically owned and made movies of that's left is the Fantastic Four. Right. But I don't think Disney wants to do them because their new one is coming relatively soon. So they're like, let's not bring back any bad press for those characters just in case. Yeah. Because we, we want to start fresh. They don't want to um, confuse some dumb podcast hosts they're like yeah oh these are our final fantastic four move out of the way adam driver this is set in stone uh you know and just, we already just got Alba. fantastic just alba's is set in stone she's gonna be there forever <laughs> so i don't think there'll be a fantastic four cameo yeah what about like silver surfer though okay that's kind of fun is that too big for deadpool 3 <laughs> i don't know i, I don't, don't know what deadpool 3 is even going to be about all of these other characters are looping in right like loki and uh Mo- and Mobius and Mobius, yeah. right? Bringing him in. It's like, what is a story here? Well, I have heard rumors about like plot leaks, but how can I confirm them? Yeah. But what I do know is that they said in the plot leaks is that Cable and Domino are not in it. Okay, Zazie Beats and yeah. Josh Brolin. Which kind of like, I feel like is true. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. Um, I, I, This could be wrong too. I was like looking up like the Google cast for, for Deadpool 3, just Googled it real quick. Yeah. And there was a Shatterstar actor was still in there. Like, oh, okay. does that make sense at all? I don't know. Those characters died in the last one. But yeah. What are the rules you, now? <laughs> they go to another one, find him again, and he dies off again. <laughs> um, But yeah, it sounds like he's leaving his own dimension right and going on a runabout so it might be true that he's in it because one of the plot leaks i looked at and this is potential spoilers has to deal with the character mojo mojo yeah i lost my mojo And Shutterstar and Mojo are, are connected. Very linked, right? Yeah. He's from his universe, the Mojo universe. Yeah. Oh, the dimension hopping again. Okay. Yeah. So potentially, maybe he's in it. Okay. All right. I like that. I'd want to see him beat killed off again. <laughs> um, maybe Brad Pitt's in it. Brad Pitt. Vanisher. Vanisher. But we'll see. This movie comes out next year. Good for you. Good for you, Chang Tatum. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm pretty excited. I think it's like the first Marvel movie of next year. Next one. Okay. Okay. Um, continuing on on comic book news here. Um, you know we. Talk about every once in a while, like the Eisner Awards, yep. some awards to get nominated for these great comic books that get put out. One uh, award show we haven't really talked too much about is a Hugo Awards. That's the one that's like revolving around science fiction yeah. literature, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it would be kind of fun to run down the nominees for 2023 for Hugo's Best Graphic Story, a graphic novel, aka, or comic book. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty strong list. Yeah, we got here, just going down the list real quick, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, Big City Dream. Dune, the official graphic novel, Monstrous Volume 7, Once and Future Volume 4, Saga Volume 10, and Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. So two of these are like other properties. The Cyberpunk True. is a video game, and I think it was like a board game or something before that. It was? Like a role-playing game. I never knew that, like really. Like a tabletop role-playing yeah. game. Yeah. And then Dune, of course, the movie and novel. Um, so those are like IPs. But then the other ones are like, I've seen these books on the shelves for a long time. Of course, yeah. I mean, I've considered doing Monstrous for the show. It always struck yeah. me as like one of those, it's dipping into manga, right? It's, oh, it's really? It's like, feels like that, like it's like a manga just written in America. Okay. Kind of it's a a, on a lot of lists. 
list of like you gotta read this it is it's pretty cool interesting idea um it's i think it's like mon- like monsters like like half human monster type uh-huh. of thing and like fighting for their rights or whatever yeah um once in future is really cool i always see this on the shelf and the artwork always like catches my eye yeah i mean dan mora we've seen is from his like power ranger work it's really yep. awesome that's like a king arthur like bringing it up to the present day yeah but like king arthur's the bad guy oh really yeah yeah i want to see that it's I'll a read that it's a really cool i've read i've read a couple volumes already really good uh story of course my favorite saga i never heard of it <laughs> never heard of her she doesn't go here <laughs> I, they're on volume 10 already volume 10 already uh 10 pete i mean it's like they go in waves as, as far as quality i think of saga okay and we're an upturn it or it's good again it's good again i'm telling you get to volume 10 it gets good then it's it's really um like pulls at your heartstrings still with the family dynamic which is like hard to do after so long right and like they've so, like lived years already in this you're caught up i'm caught up yeah wow that's a lot of issues it's not i mean what is it like six years already 70s maybe issues? i'm not sure but it's it's really it's it, it's we're an upturn i'm telling yeah, you that's good um supergirl women of tomorrow by tom king um i honestly haven't heard a lot about this until james gunn talked about taking over um for the you know Movies. for the dcu and he talked about this inspiration for the supergirl movie coming up yeah um and also sasha kaye talked about like oh i would love to take up that role and she was great and it does sound a lot like the story oh yeah because it sounds like supergirl is supposed to be like traumatized or like where clark kent went to like a loving home when he went to earth she's like yeah in a hard difficult space or whatever right and the angsty sasha kaye sounds like a perfect person for that role she was really good in the flash um i'd love to see her again in that role yeah um you mentioned dune are you are you excited about the second part the the, the new movie coming out i wouldn't say i'm excited i will watch it probably watch it when it's streaming you're gonna wait for that just because like i didn't pay to watch the first one it was on hbo yeah because because it was that um first day to, yeah. to streaming it was um covid times of course olden times yeah uh the dark ages of covid times yeah but i liked the first one i won't say i loved it okay and so this one's like a borderline to be like i could hate it i think um the world building that denis villeneuve did yeah. was pretty great uh-huh like seeing how gigantic all the shape the spaceships were yeah was impressive um i can't say i i love the story just because it felt like it was half story right and um i've never seen the original or read the books bro okay but from the trailer of this part two makes me seem like it's uh an uprising type of movie mm. but it's gonna be a lot of him like hey this is how we do things and you gotta get used to it with these like people that live in the desert oh yeah and then he'll then when he's used to it again or whatever or he's good at it he's gonna lead them to revolt against the the dune i don't know what everyone's <laughs> called against the dune <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> the um yeah like it's almost seems like some of the shots with the bad guys the yeah. harkonnens okay the, it, it, the filming of it looks like it's like almost um experimental like experimental cinema type of look because there's like black right. and white shots yeah i'm like this is gonna be deep at these moments i think i'm gonna be excited about that part i like the actors in it um was austin butler's gonna be in it uh elvis elvis Presley. yeah um what's her name is in it zendaya <laughs> no uh yeah she was in the first one rebecca of new one oh florence, florence Pugh is in it florence Pugh. yeah uh i like those actors yeah so i'm interested also like josh brolin's back so like he's gonna reunite with timothy i uh, true um but i mean christopher walker me come on oh come, yeah <laughs> i think that i think he's gonna steal the show and he's just gonna be christopher walking up there and i'm fine with it. <laughs> 
So, okay, I was bringing up Austin Butler again. Yeah. There's rumors that he could be Gambit. That's that's in, good. In the, I would rather him be Gambit in the real, like, when it's the MCU. Real X-Men. world. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a lot younger and he could continue on, like, several movies. But I don't want him to be Gambit in Deadpool 3 if that's the only time we're going to see him. Oh, and that a single movie? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that makes sense. It's just one movie. Yeah. Um, But I think, uh, like, a mutant adjacent, like, X-Men adjacent thing like Deadpool makes sense for introducing a Gambit. Gambit, where he's not a main character X-Men. Sure. He's on the team, what but he's not he's, he's not uh you know Cyclops or Wolverine. Okay. <laughs> but I do I'm just saying I like I'm a little I like, offended by this take. But you okay. love Gambit? I just think he's an important member of the X-Men. Okay, all right. Well, I I'm disagreeing with you. I think I think Austin Butler is a, is a good choice for the character. Yeah, I okay. Yeah. I, I think he's a good choice too. You just have to be annoyed with him talking talking by you outside of filming now. <laughs> I'll say this. If you can't can't do it don't do it don't try to do that accent because it's hard because you want it let's hear you no i can't <laughs> one of me <laughs> i can't share <laughs> uh crawfish creole gumbo voodoo mama juju <laughs> Uh, yeah, just just um, this was a fun list. Just highlighting maybe some of the great comics you missed this year. I I did. I mean, some of these I might pick up. See, see if uh, the Dune based on a movie graphic novel is good. I'm interested in what's in future because I've been wanting to get into that for a while, and they're already on volume four, so I should start reading it. Honestly, it sounds like your jam, like this medieval yeah. evil type thing. You'd love. Yeah. It. All right. Well, that's um, the Hugo Awards. We'll we'll let you know which one wins when they announce that. Uh, that's, I'm sure that's going to be sometime soon. But until then, don't forget to subscribe to the reader copy podcast we have new shows every week just search us in your podcast app and hit the follow button you can also set us up on social media instagram facebook twitter i don't know if we have a threads yet but we are at the reader copy podcast what's the the isn't there like a right wing one? Oh, um the truth the truth that what it is that's trump's i think yeah okay we got to get on that yeah <laughs> all right uh let's get into our comic that picked this week it's called upgrade soul The book I chose to do this week is an interesting like, real life story. Real life story? Like what happened, how it was made in oh, real life. Oh, really? Um, Upgrade Soul is a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. So it's not like an ongoing series. Right. And it is by writer, artist Ezra Clayton Daniels. And he is um, half black, half white. Oh, is he? Okay. So I think a lot of his stories deal with like race and, and, and diversity and stuff. Okay. Uh, his first... Like, graphic novel was called The Changers. I don't know that one. Okay. And that led to him, um, because he's like a writer artist, I think he like likes to experiment in other media. So he is also doing work later on on like video games and like documentaries and stuff like that. What's it called? Like mixed media? Yeah. A Fourier into like wholly different mediums to tell your story. Right. So his, his um, way of telling stories, it's not just in, in comics or graphic novels. Okay. So it sounds like it wouldn't be like a formulaic type thing. You know, you gotta try all these different mediums to see what's out there. Exactly. Yeah. He's definitely an artist first uh-huh. because, um, like the book today, Upgrade Soul, it was like on exhibit at museums. Are you serious? Yeah. That's crazy. And like Switzerland and stuff, like these big um, art museums because Upgrade Soul is, um, I never knew about it until I was like looking for a comic book to do. Oh, yeah. And when I started reading it, like this book is so interesting. It's such a weird idea. Yeah. And I, we're only doing the first three issues, but I don't want to read the whole novel. I've read this before, like the whole oh, thing. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, this is, it, it's a trippy idea. Yeah. Um, this book's been nominated for a bunch of like 
Eisner Awards, Harvey Awards, and it's actually won the Dwayne McDuffie Award for diversity in comics. Dwayne McDuffie. Okay. That's, yeah. I think that's the guy that did like um, Icon Comics, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, this is what I was talking about was interesting. I, this came out in 2012, mm-hmm. but it came out, I, I couldn't find much information, but I think it came out only on iOS. What? <laughs> Meaning what do you only mean? on the iPhone. Yeah, like like a downloadable or something? Like it was like an indie web comic for the iPhone. That's I think so you had to get it in the App Store or something. I'm not sure how it worked. Okay. In 2012. But later in, uh, I think like 2018, it was published. In a hard uh, copy. Uh, in print, yeah. Okay. How about like, uh, exclusive? Uh, yeah. So it's kind of a weird story. Yeah. So uh, again, he likes to work in different media. I see what you're saying. Weird like behind the scenes story now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And when it did come out like in print, it was a lot of places called it like one of the best books of, of that year, 2018. Wow. Um, it is, I would say it's science fiction. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really more about like human beings, I guess. Human. Okay. Yeah. Exploration of humans in a sci-fi perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, we're doing the first three issues, but I'm going to try to tell the story maybe in chronological order because the story jumps back and forth. It does. Yeah. And like flashbacks and, and stuff like that. Okay. We'll try to simplify it for you guys. Yeah. Um, the main characters are these two elderly couple. Yeah. It's um, Hank and Molly. And it starts off with Molly. She is, what do you think? She's like in her 70s? I was thinking, I was trying to figure out what decade. I think it is 70s. I think maybe Hank might be a little bit older, maybe yeah. five years old. Uh, she's a scientist. So a lot about this book has to do about being a scientist in science. And I stuff. believe in science. <laughs> She, I think she. This is her granddaughter. She's with in like a backyard. It's. I think it's her niece. Or her niece, yeah. Yeah. And um, they have designed this weird experiment with a pet rabbit. Yeah. In the backyard, and they made like a maze out of like cereal boxes. Yeah. Because they're calling it like a fun experiment that the the niece is having fun with. Right. And they're just like examining whether the rabbit can find its food through the maze. Yeah. They do this with like whatever mice and stuff in labs, but this is like a fun way to do it. Research experiment that they're saying she's got a little clipboard and then um what happens is like the neighborhood cat interrupts the experiment jumps in and tries to attack the rabbit so they have to like stop the experiment and, and um, save the rabbit yeah molly she's a tired lady but she got the basket and and covered the uh the cat yeah and all of this is because like this book is um like none of this is really important to the story except to explain like she's a scientist so it's it's told in a way that is like how i don't know like regular people yeah do this it, it you imagine just like like these other like afternoons or just spending time with people it's, it's like yeah really real moment if i could say it that way. i don't know how to explain it it's almost like a kid's book the way it's drawn too like okay it's a little i don't like hey arnold or something like that yeah maybe that's kind of interesting yeah maybe it, a little bit more realistic in some points but it is drawn like that it, it, they definitely look like not just like uh barbie and ken doll characters yeah. right? they're latin they're not perfect people the way they're drawn they look right. like real people and they're wearing just like regular clothes, like sweats and stuff. Sure. Like, yeah. It's really interesting. And they just live in like a little house, right? And then uh, Hank, her husband, comes home with his brother. And uh, they're also elderly, right? They're like old folk, but they just came back from playing basketball. Yeah. And they're wearing like, you know, sweatsuits. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a, what an older person would wear. And it's funny. They, they come home complaining already. Like Hank's like, oh man, I hate basketball. Yeah. And he just like sits in the recliner. <laughs> so it's like, we're just jumping 
into these people's lives right away. Of course, yeah. And um, so the niece and the brother, that's her dad, they, they kind of go home. And it's like we get a glimpse of how Molly and Hank live. And they're uh, they're like past their prime, I'll say. Sure, Try to yeah. be polite. But they uh, live like a humble life. And they kind of like, they don't have kids, right? Right, okay. So it's living with like, uh, what should have we have done? Are we happy with what we chose to do with our lives? It's not blatantly saying like, I have these regrets. Yeah. But it's like, they're just like, maybe at the dinner table, they're talking to each other. And yeah. Like, you know, our lives are, there, there's something that, is there things we could have changed? I don't know. Yeah, because they're having dinner. It's just them too, right? Yeah. They're elderly and then kind of just like quiet and almost like lonely, even though they're together. Yeah. You know, you know how old folks get. Yeah. Now there's a flashback. Okay. Of them going to this place. And this place is called the VIA. Okay. Or VIA. I'm not sure if it's VIA or VIA. Okay. Like a, a facility, office building yeah. type thing. And they're there. This place is like a, like a research center or, or a facility. Mm-hmm. But you can tell it's like not popular or it's just started because there's not a lot of employees that work there, even though it's like a big building. Yeah. And they were arriving late too. Like they had to fly in there. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. Like these two grumpy couple are fighting with each other. Like like this slight little yeah. uh, kerfuffle between the two of them is Molly's kind of got an attitude going on. You could see on her face. So she's like the scientist. She wants to do everything like correctly by the book. Right. And Hank's just like, whatever, we're here, right? We made it. Yeah. Yeah. And then apparently like Hank, I think he's like uh, an investor in this business or this lab. Okay. So they kind of treat him as like a special guest, even though he is not the scientist. I see. It's his wife that's a scientist, right? And that's why like she's, you could see in it, she's a little bit cranky and it's like, this is simply seemed like a surprise for M- M- Molly. Yeah. Like Hank's the one driving in this visit. Right. And she doesn't know what's really going on. This building was designed to be a school. Oh. But now it's not a school. I guess it's uh, this research lab. And we see like the head scientist here. His name is Dr. Kalus. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is upset that they're late. Right. Right. But he doesn't want to show it. Right. Because technically like they need them. They're the investors of this. Yeah. And you can see he's like one of those like nerdy kind of angry types. He's the doctor. He's the head of this thing. But he's like, these people are wasting time. Like, yeah, like, I should be working or something like that. Gritting his teeth. Yeah. Because they do like a whole presentation in the gymnasium. <laughs> yeah. But there's only two people. There's only two seats for them. Um, They have the projector up and ready. And um, it's it, Molly's like, what is this? This is just a presentation. This is what you brought me here for. Yeah. This is a timeshare. <laughs> yeah. It looks like that. Yeah. Yeah. And now he begins the presentation and they're doing a project here called Upgrade Cell. Uh-huh. And they even have another scientist who I guess is part of this group just like via satellite. Right. Via like video camera uh, on, a, on a little CRT TV screen. This is, uh, her name is Dr. Teal. Apparently she's like a big deal to uh-huh. be part of this. And Molly, the other scientist was like, you didn't tell me like Dr. Teal was going to be part of this. Like, I think she almost like is like uh, um, like an idol to her or something like that. Okay. In the industry. She recognizes her like idol- idolizes her and like this is actually a bigger deal than you're making it out to be. Yeah. And Hank is just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, just listen up. Just listen <laughs> The project starts or the, the presentation starts and he's explaining what project upgrade cell is and he's like imagine if you could live your life knowing you would never get sick you would never have any ailments you would uh, never like break your bones and you would be physically at the height of what you could be like imagine the person you would be now 
if you were the best you could be. Right. He's mentioning the genetics and how it's all like kind of a lottery. It's all chance of what you're really getting as far as your health is concerned. Right. No one ever really maximizes their potential mm -hmm. because there's these things that keep us down. What if none of those existed? A right? lot big promises. Yeah. And then he brings out, um, I guess, one of their first experiments. It's a dog. Or animal experiment. Yeah. Yeah. And they said this dog was born blind, deaf, um, like he had like def deformations in his bones. Yeah. So he would have a terrible life, right? Like he had to be like like um, fed through a tube. Sure. Right? And then now this dog looks like physically fit. He's like standing on the stool. It looks like a police dog, you know, like yeah. up and alert and is like ready to take commands. They like threw something at him and he caught it in his mouth. And he was even answering like simple math questions. Right. Like um, just told him to bark five times and he did it. Like can understand counting at least. Yeah. So he's proof that this project kind of works yeah i don't know how they're doing it but they're able to like make these what would be like sickly things like almost like super right these uh quote-unquote imperfections are going to be fixed and um with upgrade cell and again like big promises like this is like this is like where that science fiction we talked about like what is that yeah outwardly medicine what the heck could it be so um we learn now like how this guy hank is like an investor i think he's like a writer and he's written this character called slain yeah yeah. <laughs> right? And it's a very like popular novel series. And I think this is almost like the writer himself, Ezra Clayton Daniels. Oh. It's almost like a take on him because the scene is Hank is talking to, I'm guessing like his book agent or something, and they want to expand him into like movies and stuff. A movie deal, yeah. Yeah. But then they want the rights to like change the character. Right. They want their own movie writers to yeah. write the movie. But then uh, Hank is mentioning there's there's special beats from the books I want them to translate the movie. Yeah. He's very like, like uh, slain. I don't want him to be like exploited, the character. Of course. Right. And I think that's how the writer of this actual book kind of feels. Oh. Um, spoiler alert, they're making a movie about this book. Are they really? I think so, yeah. That's going to be scary. Yeah. <laughs> We haven't even gotten into it yet. I know. So he's really hesitant to sign this deal, right? Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the wife, we see her working and uh, it's like she's on the phone to Hank while she's at work. While Hank is kind of just like venting about this movie deal, the movie studio wanted to change his work. Yeah. While Molly is working with one of her like younger assistants and you can just tell that like she's on the older side as far as her procedures and like her processes. Like, yeah. She's old school. Right. Um, and then she's telling Hank like, look, if you don't want to do it, we can find some other ways that could be like fruitful with our money, right? Mm -hmm. And that is when he pulls up that business card that says like the VIA. So uh -huh. that's when they kind of decide like, okay, let's check this out, right? Okay. Possible like big investment. Right. So when they do decide to do it, like they're in their room and they've both talked it through and they're like, we are willing to invest um, into this company as long as we are the first subjects to do it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Which is like, it's never been done on a human before they want to be the first guinea pigs yeah I, I guess they're like they're looking at their age right now they're close to the end of their lives and yeah they can feel the creaks in their bones and all this they said like if we wait till they do testing by the time we'll be able to do it we might be too old to do it right so we have to do it now so we want to be the first ones to do it where it's like 10 years from now when it's all fully funded or whatever yeah so they decide to go through the process and we don't really know exactly what the process is they don't ex really show it to the audience 
kids. But what happens is Molly wakes up from the procedure and it's almost like an emergency awakening. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. We see like first shot is like, it's like very dark because we have bandages over her eyes. Right. And as the audience, we could see her uh, like a close up of her eyes. She doesn't look normal. Okay. Very odd looking, right? And as they're taking the bandages off, they're, they're saying like, please stay calm. Don't overreact. Your body is it's like strained right now. So if you overexert, you might cause more damage. Right. So I know this is weird, but please do not panic as they're taking off the bandages, which is like frightening. That's a bad sign, you know. Um, and they mentioned like we you were in a comatose for a while, and we're just bringing you out of it now. It's been it's been a while. Yeah. So Doctor Kalus is there talking to her, which they finally remove the last bandage of her eyes. She looks at her hand, and it is like a jellyfish. Like there's, it's kind of like a hand. Yeah. But you could see right through it. It's it's very small and it's like kind of has like webbing on it. Yeah. It's very strange hand and it's kind of, you get a big look at her and it's the whole side of her strange. Right. And she can't even talk. Like it's like gibberish that's coming out, right? Mm -hmm. And they're all like, please don't, your heart rate is going too high, right? Uh, and then they're like, maybe if we bring her husband here, she'll like calm down. So they, she's in bed, right? She's in like a gurney. Right. They wheel in her husband who's also in a gurney, but he's in like an incubator. Still asleep. Yeah, not even conscious. Um, but the sight of her husband is another strange sight because he has like, he's very small Yeah, and has like a gigantic big head and yeah. um, it's like a deformed kind of body. And then they kind of explain to her like, essentially what we do is they pretty much re rebirth you yeah. from like an organism back to like an adult body. They like clone you. Yeah. So you were in like... <laughs> What is it? I forgot exactly how long, but it's like when you're still like a little fetus. Okay. Growing. Yeah. Growing. And the procedure messed up and you went into a coma and we were going to just start over and stop you from growing. But then you woke up. Yeah. You had some signs that like it could work out. Yeah. So right now you're, you have your mind in the body of like a, a fetus. <laughs> right. But they're, they're large. They're like an adult size. Yeah. Maybe but like, imagine, a, like a kid size tall. Yeah. They're like tadpoles. Yeah. Right? It's very strange. Because it's, I mean, I, they're out, they're birthed outside of bodies. So they're like, yeah. It's all like, they're like science experiments looking. They look like fingerling potatoes. That you're right. <laughs> And I mean, just imagine this, like the body horror of it. Yeah. Like in real, like if we were to see this in the movie, it'd be scary. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Like you wake up in your potato. And not only like, is she in shock from this? Uh, she doesn't know if her husband's going to survive this. Right. He's still he's, asleep. He's unconscious. It's almost like he's more preemie than she is. Right. Yeah. And like, it was a rough and hard time just to get her to this point. Like they did surgeries or whatever. Yeah. And like they replaced her vocal cord. So it's like not even your own voice coming out of your your mouth yeah because of course they can't talk so they put in um like a module yeah on her throat so that she could kind of make out communication and so right now it looks like they've made the worst choice in the world to do this procedure right all the scientists in the room are just like have their heads down or just like sorry yeah like this you you didn't like your life before this is your life now <laughs> yeah and i mean it, it didn't work out as they're expecting of course yeah. the scientists right um that's why you don't want to be the first subject yeah <laughs> 
and they're monitoring her right it's like nighttime now yeah and imagine your the love of your life is might not survive and is laying next to you you're a weird thing right yeah and it was like kind of her choice to do this right she bought into it yeah it's and a it's a foreign like hospital room you're in yeah half classroom this is almost like unethical project that they signed up to do yeah they i guess they didn't really know what they were signing for and so it's the middle of the night it's dark in the, her room and all of a sudden the light from the door opens and we see this person kind of like squeak in and it's like a horror movie because we don't know what it is dark room yeah and this arm reaches out it's like this wrinkly old arm reaches through because her bed is like a gurney it has like rails mm-hmm. it's like reaching through the rails trying to grab her and, but she can't scream right of course the signals the the, the, the uh, measurements on her are like blaring loud alarms like her heartbeat is too fast yeah the and it's like beep 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 really loud so the um, assistants of the doctor run down there to try to see what's going on try to save her and then as they come down they don't see it but then the the person that was trying to reach her is in a wheelchair and it goes back out of the room and down the hall and then we see who it is it is molly <laughs> it, it is like a wrinkly even older molly in the wheelchair yeah so there's two of them and she goes into her room and an even older hank is still there in his bed and we see like it's true those things in there are us they're just both like an astonishment like molly has explained what's going on there's duplicates of us in there but they're like shrunk down deformed baby versions of us. yeah so it's like i don't know like what to believe at first when i was reading this like if, if they're making clothes of them what would happen to them the real ones right yes so the next morning they're in um, dr clues's office and now he has to just like pretty much be 100 honest and explain what's going on and he says like yeah the how we do this is we clone you yeah and, and that clone is like a perfect version of you quote unquote perfect yeah should be right yeah. and then okay like well then what would happen to us the originals and i think what he's implying is like we would just kill you off you euthanize you right yeah and then the new you would just live on and no the one life else you imagined the, no one else would know that that's not you so they would true. just think you went through this procedure and it made you better that's what the whole plan was all along yeah clone you make a better version of you and let the old you die and and they're like panicking now like this is what you were gonna do to us but they're like for some reason they're a lot older now yeah i think it's been a while it's been I, a long time for them in this process i think they like had to do experiments on them too to get them to that point yeah so they they're in shock right that this is the scenario that they're in and they're pissed off they're screaming and then they're like i want to talk to it <laughs> And then the doctor, Dr. Kalusa, is like, I don't, I just don't know if that's a good idea or not. Right. Yeah. But she, he gives in because of course he lied to them for so yeah. long. <laughs> the next scene is them. And in front of her is this deformed version of her that was supposed to be the perfect version of her. And it's weird because they have the same memories. Right. And the same like feelings and emotions. Same, same life. So they're basically the same person. Yeah. With some differences. Because I think the science experiment version of Molly. Yeah. Her memories are from like 10 years ago when they like kind of started this thing right so it's like they're they're like she can also believe that there's like an old version of her now right it's like a weird juxtaposed like timeline in their heads everything's all like kind of messed up right and now that they're kind of like closer and they're within vicinity of each other it's almost like they feel each other's feelings almost right who knows you better than yourself you know <laughs> yeah i would say it's like looking into a mirror but it's totally not <laughs> it's like looking into a mirror of emotions mirror of emotions wow <laughs> deep <laughs> 
the and they have to like explain what's going on the doctor's like so she has your memories up to a point uh-huh. but it's also like she has some like brain improvements like I think she has like better like memory than you like the science experiment yeah and has like brain power it's just a little bit better but again she's not growing older with her body yeah and there's a scene earlier when she's in her gurney and she hits her hand in anger on the railing yeah and bends the railing so this body is like also very strong compared to just like a regular human too yeah this body would have grown up to be like a super superhuman almost Captain America <laughs> yeah oh yeah kind of like that except you're not you're Modoc. okay well, uh, <laughs> wow um, and it's they're just crying they're like crying at each other right it's a really s- sweet moment they're like they're both asking like does it hurt to be what you are it's yeah like, does it hurt to be old I don't even know that they're both looking at each other and feel sorry for the other person right which is crazy because they're both in terrible situations and they're each other yeah and Hank is just sitting there like well where am I like right. right where's my person so they're like okay we'll take you to him and remember Hank is unconscious they don't expect him to live yeah and they wheel or they, they help Hank the original old Hank to that body and they're warning him like I'm warning you he's not gonna respond he's in a coma don't expect so much but when Hank puts his head up on the glass that Hank inside starts to moan starts to make a reaction yeah so there's something about them being close to each other that kind of like almost like helps the other one or activates the other one soothe each other right any kind of a way right because I think like this science experiment also gave them like headaches and reactions yeah but them being together with their counterpart helps them soothe that yeah and that's where we're gonna end it that's the end of chapter or issue three yeah thinking like that Hank is gonna die and now it's, it's gonna be alive possibly possibly yeah so this book I didn't know what to expect when I was you didn't know what it was yeah did you read a summary of it going into no this? I just heard it was a good book so I started reading it and then the beginning of it too seems so like simple and like yeah I thought it was gonna be like a slice of life kind of comic book like nice and sweet you know oh, this this uh nice woman and her niece but yeah it gets out there there's so many details that are not about the actual main plot hmm. just details of their lives that it feels like a real world feels lived in right yeah, yeah. you're really following these real people yeah that's a good point it's not just like science fiction no it's like they really built them up to be real people uh, and you feel for them and then the, right. it's almost like that connection between the counterpart is deeper yeah because Be- of it. before we even get into like the sci-fi stuff you already know these people like how they are their mannerisms their personalities and they interact yeah so that when when the terrible thing happens it's almost like you feel for all of them and like this this science fiction thing do you think do, do you think it's gonna happen in the future and it's just gonna be an everyday thing because i think it, it very well could be i mean the science of cloning worked years ago already right and for me to think like they have not done it on a human yet i think is stupid i think yeah. they have done wow it. that's scary yeah and that's... a better version of yourself it, it, it's such weird ideas too as far as like what are you right are you is it ner- nature or nurture like are you just what you are physically or is it your experiences there's like consciousness metaphors in here too like theme right um there's even like a sub story in it where the scientists they don't dig deep into it mm-hmm. but I, it sounds like he's done this before uh-huh. with uh somebody he cared about and now it might have failed also yeah yeah it's it's uh it's really heart-wrenching it gets yeah. it gets even like deeper later right. i cried at the end of the comic i like this because like this first three issues i think was just perfect for like a, it's almost just like an introduction to now the story is really gonna get into yeah yeah a trailer if you 
feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like the artwork. It seems like almost like a PBS cartoon <laughs> artwork. You know what I'm talking about? Caillou? Like that? Or like, I don't know. Like, it's a very, like, it's like a highly detailed, uh, what's the Bill Cosby oh, <laughs> where he's a kid? Do you mean Little Bill? Yeah. That's not Bill Cosby. <laughs> it is. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. You didn't know that? No, I did not know that. <laughs> Maybe I can't watch it anymore. <laughs> But it's kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, like they do, even the regular people look like real people, not yeah. like photocopies, but like just their imperfections or make them right. look Right. No realer. one looks like uh, a Captain America or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Everyone, like you see the wrinkles in everybody. And then you see them on like the potato people. Yeah. It's like, oh, they seem even realer too. Yeah. It's definitely like a body mutilation. It's not really mutilation. Yeah. It's just like in, when you see this in the movie, it's going to be gross. That's true. It's not necessarily horror, but it's no. going to turn your stomach. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, I really enjoyed it. I want to read the whole thing. And uh, I hope they do make the movie. I think I think I would I would watch the movie. Yeah. I don't know if I'd watch it in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, is a story this week. is really good. That was Upgrade Soul. Let's get into side stories. I don't really have uh, side stories this week. Um, just been, it was a blur this week. Just trying to be a good member of the self-care club. Been like going on walks, uh, getting some some nature out there. So don't have a Ugh. big <laughs> entertainment thing to talk about this week. Um, I've been try- like trying to cook more at home. I-, I feel like that's been healthier, you know, like I think cooking yeah. is actually, uh, cooking at home is a good way to lose weight, especially if you're bad at cooking. And you t- and oh, because you don't like what you, you make. You don't like what you make, yeah. So just <laughs> a little diet tip for you guys that's my side story this week be bad at cooking and cook everything <laughs> all right but what do you got uh, i think you do have a side story because hmm. last week i talked about my experience in the escape room oh, okay maybe i do have a side story <laughs> And then uh, we were talking about it, which then led you to watch the movie Escape Room. Yeah, I did watch that, but I want to hear you about your experience. Okay, I was kind of like half watching it, and then I kind of got interested in it. Okay. So I wasn't really paying attention in the beginning. Oh, yeah? But uh, in the movie, was it like six people end up in an escape room situation? Yeah. And I don't know if they plan to go in there or not, or they just woke up in it. But In the story, they were like, they were like gifted invitations to okay. like a fun escape room, and they could win $10,000. But they don't know each other and it seems like they got one of each kind of person. Are you okay? <laughs> one of each. There's like one woman that has like PTSD from the military. Yeah. There's like a naive girl. There's like a shelter. Introvert. Yeah. Yeah. There's like this cocky, successful, rich guy kind of guy. That's true. There's yeah. There's like a, a outdoorsy kind of guy. Yeah. Like like a kind of like a dumb dad kind of character. And then there's like a kind of like a pothead kind of guy. Right. Sure. And we get into escape room scenarios, except they're deadly. So it's like a B-horror movie, right? It is one of those um, going into the escape room fad that yeah. was the rage in, was it 2019 or something? I will say, I kind of enjoyed the movie. You did? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't, I didn't expect a lot from it. From what I saw, it surpassed my low expectations. Time, very low expectations. Yeah. I, I knew it was like, I remember watching the trailers and thinking like, this is a little bit better than the, the bottom of the barrel horror <laughs> movies it's a little yeah. bit better than that so maybe i'll enjoy it and i, I don't say i liked it yeah I, I like the scenarios that they're put in i'll say that oh, okay so the first one was like they're just in a waiting room and then they realize oh this is the escape room we're in it guys and it was getting like hotter and hotter yeah and then eventually it was like an oven like they're burning to death it was kind of cool they have like you know like metal pillars in the thing and then they have like a metal roof but they yeah. didn't notice until it started to heat up and turn red and it's like an oven you're in an oven yeah and what 
what they had to do was like, I guess the coasters on the coffee table, if they push them down, it unlocks this like ventilation door that they can crawl into. But once you let go, it closes the door. Of course. So like... They had to keep their hands on yeah, it. Yeah. There were six that they had to hold. So eventually two guys were pushing down all six. And I, I thought like, oh, one of them was not going to make it because they're, they're going to not be able to hold it open. They're going to get incinerated. One's going to be left behind, maybe pay the price. And then apparently like what they had to do was fill up cups of water to hold it down. Yeah. But they didn't have enough water or something like that. It was a hot um, room, right? So, so it was like drinking, drinking the water, water at first. Yeah. But um, eventually they all get through it. Yeah. Uh, right before the whole thing just like erupted in flames. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm just ruining the movie. Uh, <laughs> We're going to solve this escape room and tell you. <laughs> I didn't escape in real life, so I'm just going to ruin this movie. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it's fun because they just put them through extremes yeah. of the different puzzles, right? Like It's like a Saw movie. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. I mean, these like random strangers get, um, it's like voyeuristic, right? They're like right. watching them. It's like they're on camera, right? And suffering or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was a kind of interesting story because um, you get to see the backgrounds of these people and why some of these escape room elements cause them to like panic. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. They so all they, have a commonality. Yeah. And they all need to um, kind of work and help each other to get out. Of but course. sometimes they, of course, they don't want to. Sometimes. Now you, you did an escape room. Yeah. Is this what it felt like? <laughs> we all, not all of us got out. <laughs> So was had to lay down the line. Yeah. <laughs> I've done one before. And honestly, it was a lot like this one. It was just because we're in a hot city. Oh, so, so really it was actually hot. just hot in there. Like, <laughs> we're just, it's a fun, it was, I had a great time, but I got to a certain point towards the end of it. Like, I mean, I don't even know if I want to just finish. I just kind of just want to take a breather. It was kind of <laughs> hot in here. I, I want to do it again. I'm kind of like addicted. To escape rooms? Yeah. Wow. You might it's get trapped. I, in I like puzzles. And I, I if I win one then I'll probably be done but I haven't won one yet to make sure you lose every time so you can have fun with it so what, close last were time. you peeved that you didn't win or was it like oh wow well. what was, that, I what was, was your reaction I was peeved that we couldn't figure out the puzzle like like we didn't know how to figure out the puzzle if I knew that and we still lost I'd be like okay we just ran out of time but the last puzzle I didn't even know how it worked oh like mechanically yeah or you just didn't know what the solution was I didn't know how mechanically like how to solve it okay yeah that's part of the puzzle though i mean yeah if i you don't want to just know the, the answer no but like not the answer but like how it works like what is even the thing okay you just didn't get enough time to learn that yeah either. so mm. if we ran out of time but i knew i could have solved it then i would be peeved but this one i just like i didn't even get it did you um you know you could do like hints did you use up any yeah hints? we used two hints out yeah. of three so what was that like was there like a a voice up above like sound like god or something um it was text on a screen oh really that's yeah. interesting ours was like there's a lady outside and it's like you have to oh, really? you have to open up that door that on your left or something uh, like that ours was pretty fancy oh really nice and yeah neat. was it clean yeah it was clean and well decorated and it's in like a fancy neighborhood too oh rich like, neighborhood yeah that's, pre that's pretty cool the one I went to was um well well decorated yeah but it seemed like it was like beaten up and kind of old I think just a lot of people have uh -huh. gone through that so we had good reviews because I think the actual puzzle itself was fun okay yeah so I, I do want to try more I think the key is you if you can't escape, you have to be extracted. What is that? Someone has to come save you and protect you. Uh huh? And that person is Chris Hemsworth. Okay. All right. <laughs> I also watch Extraction 2. Okay. Uh, it is a sequel to the first one that is well, pretty much the same thing. Same idea. He has to protect. In the first one, he's protecting this kid. In the second one, he's protecting like a family. Okay. A bigger story. Okay. Yeah. And it's a pretty good action movie. I like the action in it. It's one of those like they try to do like one long take. Right. Like um, old boy or dead. 
Daredevil the TV show. But I could I could see where they cut. Yeah. But it's fine. Like it, it still seems like one long scene. Right. Uh, it's pretty entertaining. Some of the I'll say maybe the story is better than the first one. Oh, it, it was. Okay. Yeah. I'll I think I like the story the first one better. I think I uh I said I saw the first one. Yeah. And looking back, like actually I don't think I saw I it. <laughs> I just maybe I just saw the trailer a bunch of times. This one action is maybe more gruesome. Oh really? Oh. Like they did some pretty gnarly stuff in this one. Gorier. But maybe the action is more quote unquote actiony in the first one. As far as like an action movie. Oh. Like it's what do you mean? More more entertainment like cheesy? entertaining combat. I see, okay. Whereas this one was like more bloodier combat. Like fight for your life, get out of it. Yeah. So the other one had like cool car chase scenes and stuff like that and gunfights mm. and moment like kinda like a born identity action style oh okay and this one definitely had you know gunfights and stuff but also like they would end more brutal i think yeah it seems like they were like ending hand to hand like at the edge of their you know yeah just just got the skin of their teeth out of that fight right. and then they run into the next fight yeah um i will say this they tried to make you care about the characters in it and i don't think i care about them really yeah the main character chris hemsworth or who they're he's saving who he's saving is irrelevant i think totally because then he has allies with him yeah and those those characters i think you want them to they want you to care more about them okay because some of them are like from the first one too like they carried over oh but it's it's not like a mission impossible or james bond or even born identity where you kind of develop these things for these characters where you want them to succeed this is just like there it's an action movie like i don't think of anything more than that yeah it kind of was balls to the wall action yeah. like every beat it would have like a two minute breather and then it's back to action yeah you know yeah barely any so there's story. no not a lot of character development even for Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it also seemed like, was it right after the, in the story, right after the first one? I think so. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. He's, he was already like beat up at the start yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Because then the question in the first one, spoiler alert, we don't know if he lives or dies. Oh, really? Yeah. Does he? Um, He dies. Oh, wow. <laughs> spoiler. Wow. <laughs> I will say this. Um, there's a train sequence in the second one that's really cool. Oh, this new one? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. But it's a little it's a little Michael Bay-ish, but like it's cool. Yeah. There I saw a clip of this before the movie came out. Yeah. There's literally a scene where he hides behind a ladder and from, that's from getting gunfire. Sh- from gunfire. Yeah. And he's like, How is that ladder gonna block anything? You're gigantic Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> um yeah, it's it, it's unbelievable. Sure. But that's what you asked for if you watch this movie. Extraction. Yeah. Extraction too. It's on Netflix. Netflix. Uh, it's a good watch one time. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth. I didn't know who's going to be like a super big action star. I could see him being in Expendables 12. Yeah. He's, he's making his way there. Yeah. He's going to be. These are his way. audition tapes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I can't wait for his Hulk Hogan biopic. Yeah. You think he's going to do a good job? Like, I don't know what the vibe of the movie is going to be like. Is he going to be like Dark Side of the Ring type thing or like fun Wolf of Wall Street, but wrestling? I'm going to think it's going to be like the Weird Al movie. What is that? Kind of fun and weird and like. 80s and then gets to the part where he is depressed or something okay and then a bounce back oh they made me shave my mustache yeah and then he sues gawker and becomes a billionaire (laughs) dang all that (laughs) just do that from the first place don't even wrestle <laughs> all right, uh, that's all I have. Are you sure you have nothing else? Uh, nothing really made it, no. All right, well, guys, thank you for tuning in this week. I'll be back next week with a brand new podcast. You won't want to miss it. So just subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast in your podcast app, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Google or Stitcher or even on Spotify. Just check us out. Of course. Also, look us up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. We appreciate every single one of you. All right, thank you for tuning in. Once again, Daniel, could you hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Goodbye.